It's Pat's Paris, everyone's favorite segment on Six Rings and Football Things, where we just bring to you everything else we've noticed in the wide world of Patriots that we deem worth discussing. And let's go with the freshest storyline. Our producer, Justin Turpin, shared this just moments ago. Per Andrew Marshand of the New York Post, D-Mac himself, who we're going to have to get on the pod one of these days, if he's available, because damn, is he busy? The McCordy brother media empire on the rise. D Mac is joining NBC Sunday Night Football as an analyst on their pregame show. That is a massive W for him. That is a massive improvement on their pregame show, which was awful. Everything, just about everything, save for Collinsworth and Tarico on the Sunday Night Football broadcast last year was terrible. Um, I feel like it took a major step back. The whole like, Tony Dungy, Jason Garrett, um, I, I, Chris Sims, whatever, God, whatever the name of the young female studio host is like, it was bad. It was D Mac. He is like, he's such a net. You and I both have had umpteen chances to talk to him, work with him. He's so fluid. He's so smooth. And I don't think he's going to be afraid to speak his mind. Now he may not go full Rodney Harrison and really get after guys, but I think this is a great move for a Sunday Night football, um, and Devin McCourty in his first season post-retirement. He has everything to be successful at it if he's willing to criticize. I have my doubts. I've already been concerned with the way he's talked about the Patriots. Um, the thing that opened my eyes, and again, very early on in his media career, so give him time to work it out, mm -hmm. figure out who he's going to be and how he's going to handle himself. But when, when asked about the Lamar Jackson thing, he kind of talked out of both sides of his mouth on on a couple different platforms one day to the next like I actually gave him credit his first answer said I don't know do you become a Super Bowl contender with Lamar Jones like what's he want like he kind of questioned Lamar his Jackson. ability to yeah. I mean Lamar Jackson and I was like wow that's really good analysis from Devin and then the next day I saw him tell somebody like yeah you gotta go get Lamar Jackson I was like wait a minute you just said on, on the thing yesterday something yeah. different so um mm -hmm. Will he be willing to criticize? Will he bring some consistency to his opinions? Um, because that's a big stage, and he has to be willing to take criticisms on social media. He is active on social media, and what he says on Sunday Night Football will be questioned and criticized, and he'll get pushback from. But you're right. That show has been sort of terrible. Um, sort of, yeah. Sort years. of definitely terrible for a while I mean, now. And I, I include Collinsworth in that. I think Collinsworth's a shell of himself. I think he sucks now. I think he's just a shill for PFF. Um, he was great like 10 years ago. He is no longer even good in my opinion on those. Maybe broadcasts. it's time. Maybe it's time to, maybe it's time to let him go and pursue other ventures and pair Tariko with somebody else who, you know, a little younger, a little sharper, a little, yeah. you know, who's not afraid to criticize people who knows who's not um, in business and, and has business interests with the players, their performances and PFW mm -hmm. PFF grades like that whole thing. Um, but good for Devin McCourty. Certainly not. I'm I mean, thrilled for him. Going to make some good money. He's got a high-profile job, and if he if he does well, which he definitely has the chance to, this this could be a nice second career for him. And Presley's got bragging rights, right? That's bragging rights over Jason. Right? Yeah, Something you like will, yeah, you only got the state-owned you know cable yeah. outlet. I'm on prime time, buddy. You can get me anywhere. Well, one of them's got three Super Bowl championships. The other's got one. And DMac is always more than happy to remind J Mac that he's got three to his one as well. The McCordy brothers both work in, in football media post retirement doing a great job. I'm really looking forward to seeing that as well. Speaking of conflicts of interest, Andy, I'm going to jump right over to this one. Stay tuned. I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be over there. We get so much Pat's free. Keep over here. Try to keep track. Stay ready, over buddy. Here. Uh, speaking of a conflict of interest, looks like the NFL is going to pass 
Tom Brady's minority share ownership of the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you think of that? Uh, we've talked a little bit about this. I think the biggest aspect of that is his NFL career is over. Unless he's going to divest his interest later, um, he's the no second longer... Garoppolo gets hurt. He's going to have a uniform. <laughs> well, unless he I in the owner's box. I believe what I read is it takes a 32 team vote to allow him to play moving forward now. So um, he done unless he sells his interest. And I don't know why he would. It's I mean, good for him. He dabbled with the Raiders as a free agent and and Dana White and that whole story a few years ago. Right. And I think he's still searching for what he wants to be owner, entrepreneur, media like oh, try it all. Do the Shaq thing. Remember Shaq was the owner of the Kings? Was it the Sacramento Kings that he dabbled mm. with? Um, so I, I think we've talked about this. I think he's going down the Shaq road and he's going to try a lot of different things and maybe try to blend them together into one, one career. Yeah, I'd rather see Brady on a pregame show on the Shaq route. Uh, the thing is, I don't think Brady's going to make the same kind of choices that Shaq has. Uh, he'd have to find first his Charles Barkley. So he and Peyton would have to be on the same pregame show, basically. Please which would be absolutely awesome. And that show would crush in the ratings. I don't think Brady's going to buy into pop. Brady's going to find a multi-billion dollar pizza franchise that has a disgraced owner that he can buy into and just print his own money as well. Uh, and I'm not sure. Uh, 80 for Brady is probably his Kazam because Shaq made some pretty shitty movies and no, 80 for Brady. I need to I, swear about Shaq's career. Okay. Lousy. I apologize. Blue okay, chips. He, that was a good film. Did you ever see a player like yeah 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 oh this stretch of playing a basketball player from louisiana wow <laughs> what a stretch what shots all right moving on this is the one i know you want to sink your teeth into it's also a teaser to our next episode because in just a couple days we will have a special guest on from pro football focus andy's favorite three letters in the wide world of football that are not nfl or gfy that's right we'll have a special guest on from pro football focus pff to break down the Patriots draft, look at their roster, and also defend this. The new Pro Football Focus game simulator ran simulations on the 2023 season. Carolina Panthers are not going to have a good season. Cincinnati Bengals, according to PFF, are going to win 12 games. The Arizona Cardinals, who many believe would be one of the worst teams this season, are going to win nine games, according to PFF. But wait, you want me to top that? I'll go ahead and top it. PFF's game simulator for 2023 has the New England Patriots going to 11. 11 and 6 on the season, beating the Jets once, beating the Chiefs, beating the Eagles in the home opener. And are you ready for this, Andy? Beating the Bills twice. I mean, does it even warrant a response? That idiocy. <laughs> like ESPN Analytics called and said, hey, that seems crazy and stupid. Let me see your math. How does that work? I mean, does... I need an open I need an open book policy here. I need somebody to be transparent and tell me what the hell their computer is doing. And did the computer is Patrick Mahomes missing the Patriots game? Is Josh Allen missing the Patriots game twice? Is Jalen Hurts hurt for the opener? You could maybe try to cull together 11 wins for this team. But maybe. those those four wins, Eagles, Bills twice and Chiefs, three of the top Four teams in football. The Patriots are they a are Super Bowl favorite according to PF? I mean, that's that's the lumber on the schedule. It, it just it's idiotic. I don't even understand. And again, they may back off and just say, "Well, 
it's a computer. Like all we do is put in the information and the algorithms and everything mm -hmm. goes through and spits it out. And well, then I'd say your computer is broken. You need a new computer. Your yeah. computer stinks because unless it's factoring in injuries that we can't see to three of the top five quarterbacks in the national football league, I, it's not worth the digital screen. It is shown on it. It just isn't. And it's interesting, too, because PFF has Mac Jones, and we'll have to ask PFF about this when they join the show in a couple of days, ranked as the 21st out of 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So there you go. There's a disrespect card. There's another guy on Fitzy's chip on his shoulder outlook for 2000, uh, intrigue outlook of 2023. At the same time, ESPN Analytics, which have been having a week for themselves ever since they predicted the Celtics had a 97% chance to win the Eastern Conference Finals to Miami's 3% chance. And as of record, that's how many wins the Miami Heat have in the Eastern Conference Finals versus the Celtics. Zero. Uh, ESPN Analytics in their Football Power Index has the New England Patriots, Andy, right smack down the middle, ranked 16th overall. Do you feel that's fair? I think that's probably the ballpark they should be in, right in that middle pack. Mm -hmm. And that's like a so middle of the league. You figure, OK, that's about a 500 record. I think we all think they are two games plus or minus in either direction. If balls bounce your way, if injuries go your way, if if injuries don't go your way, I, I do. I think that's fair. Um, but an 11 win team that beats the Eagles, the Chiefs and the Bills twice. I don't I don't see that. Um I'm intrigued by this team. You know, I think mm -hmm. the coaching changes are really significant. I think the overall depth of competition, another one of our C words that are the theme this offseason here at the Six Rings podcast, the depth of competition in a lot of places is really good. Mm -hmm. I also just think there are some marquee worthy holes on this roster and question marks at certain positions, tackle being one of them. Secondary, we can get all hot and bothered and giddy about Jack Jones and Christian Gonzalez. But between them, they have, what, three quarters of a year of NFL experience, and they're going to go just shut down Hurts. They're going to shut down Mahomes, shut down Allen, like those receivers. I, Yeah, middle of the pack, you can sell me on middle of the pack. Telling me they're going to beat the best teams in football consistently? No. Yeah, not just yet. Not just yet. I felt that was a pretty fair mark. Uh, for the ESPN analytics and FPI to drop the pats at. And it does note also that they do have the toughest schedule in the NFL as well. So if they live up to the PFF game simulator ranking of 11 and six, hell of a prediction that would be, they would be conquering uh, the toughest schedule in the league. Maybe that will battle test them for the postseason playoffs. We'll see about that. Uh, let's see. Okay. The NFL, let's go league wide night right now, real quick. The NFL will not be adopting any XFL style rules. They shot down the option on kickoffs of a team being able to try and go for possession of the ball after scoring with a fourth and 20 try. I love those XFL rules. The NFL said that was gimmicky and that was a hard pass, bro. Uh, also, Andy, this is big. This is really big. Uh, the NFL now will allow you to roster a third quarterback. This is we're going to call this the Brock Purdy or NFC Championship rule. Mm -hmm. You may now roster a third quarterback for not just postseason games for games, period, without having to burn a roster spot. So basically, you can have a 54 man game day roster or a 47 man game day roster, if you will. 
you can have a third quarterback rostered without he's an emergency quarterback. He doesn't count against your game day roster, which means he can play. And if there's ever been a team that will find a way to possibly exploit that loophole, we're talking about him and we kind of root for him. I believe it'll be your New England Patriots who took and paid a lot of money to undrafted free agent Malik Cunningham to be their scout quarterback, developmental Lamar Jones, as you called him earlier, style project. Would you not be surprised if they find a way to get their Lamar Jones, Malik Cunningham, and to get this is fascinating to me. It's also probably good for playoff games. Well, yeah, and it's it's a rehab. They used to have this, whatever it was, 10 or 15 years ago, there were third emergency quarterbacks that did. Um, just to be clear, it, he does have to be on the 53-man roster, and then he is eligible. He cannot be mm -hmm. a practice squad call-up. He cannot be mm -hmm. anything like that. He has to be a member of the 53-man roster, and if he enters the game, the other two quarterbacks are done. So if he enters the game, that means Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi say bye-bye for the rest of that game, and you're stuck with Malik Cunningham. So um, it is definitely in reaction to the NFC title game, and I think that's good. Nobody wanted to see things play out that way. Nobody wanted to see Christian McCaffrey in line to be the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, a would-be Super Bowl contender. Um, so, no, it's good. Pro probably provides jobs and opportunities a little bit to some of these veteran quarterbacks as an emergency QB. Mm -hmm. um, it will be interesting to see if it comes up, if if this is a once-a-season type thing in the whole league or how exactly. But I don't really know how much it can be manipulated because if you put Malik Cunningham in, He's finishing the game, so you have to become – it can't be, oh, we just want him in for this one play to run <laughs> his ass off. No, 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 he's right. stuck. He's in there. So we'll yeah, see. He's the, he's the emergency quarterback. Like, he's he's going to have to play unless Mac Jones, you know, takes a wheelchair <laughs> into the bowels of Gillette Stadium and then all of a sudden magically comes out Paul Pierce style. Last time he got carried off, his ankle was broken and everyone thought he was going to have to get his leg amputated. So we'll see. But it, in terms of just playoff games and what we all went through last year with 49ers at Eagles, this is a positive benefit because now you can actually have someone else who knows how to snap the ball, can throw the ball, can execute an offense, and we won't have to watch Christian McCaffrey doing a very mild cat as the Eagles run roughshod over a team that should have given him a better game. But injuries happen. All right, let's see what uh, Bailey Zappi engaged. Zappily ever after. All right, that's all we need to say about that. That's what, what he even wrote. They it. have Zappy he fever. He even he even wrote Zappily ever after on his own Instagram post. So he's in on the joke or whatever. Once you go worth. Zappy, you never go. That doesn't even I'm crappy. Just, I'm skating right past that as quickly as I can. Uh, Green Bay will host the 2025 NFL draft. Detroit's got it in 2024. What do you think about that? I think whatever team wins the Super Bowl gets the right to have the draft in their city. I mean, That's I me. don't hate it i mean clearly the way they're utilizing it is throw a bone to places that are never going to get super bowls because they are cold weather weird weather strange location so there definitely could be a draft in new england at some point i would not i think that could be a bone that comes the uh boston foxborough providence way at some point I, I, like i saw andrew brandt say this like green bay gets a draft because they'll never get a super bowl and that's the reality I guess it already sold out like all the hotel rooms are already mm -hmm. booked. There are in, not a ton of hotel rooms in Green Bay and Appleton, right. Wisconsin, if you've been there. Oh, I have. Appleton, great place. You walk down the yeah. street and then you turn around and walk back because that's Appleton. Um, but <laughs> that's about it. I mean, you'll eat well. You have a good time that yep. night. Have some, much else some to cheese do. curds and, and there's the whole title town thing. So if you want like for, for SFGs, for, for serious football guys, 
gridiron hardos and NFL super fans. It'll be a great experience. Maybe that'll end up being your pilgrimage to or that lifetime bucket list football fan trip up to Green Bay. Uh, the 10-year anniversary of Super Bowl 50 being in Santa Clara, California will be celebrated by Super Bowl 60 being hosted by Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. What do you think? Will the Patriots be in it? No. <laughs> Probably just not. Likely not. I'm just No, that's um it's not one of what I would call the we're going through a nice little run here where Vegas and New Orleans really the marquee best places to have a Super Bowl are. I think San Francisco, that Bay Area, that that's fine. Um but I do think I do wonder if someday once this runs out are we going to get to the the short rotation of Super Bowls that includes New Orleans, Las Vegas and a few of these others. I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't really move my needle. It's fine. Patriots won't be fine. there anyway. We won't be there. I'll oh, it stop way. it. I like it. In, I, I think it should just be on a steady rotation of like L.A., Vegas, Miami, New Orleans. Just, like, just keep it in all the party cities. But Detroit's going to get it eventually one day. They got the draft next year. I don't eh. think Detroit will get another one. I'm not so sure on that. Ah, we'll see. Why they not? Got theirs, they're done. New York got theirs, they're done. Indy when got was theirs. The, when was done. oh the Super Bowl was in Detroit? Wasn't that Super Bowl forty? It was whatever one was the Steelers. Steelers Seahawks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was you're done. A, you're done, good. son. Move yeah. on. You had your fun. You're done, son. Uh, all right. And last, but I got two more for you. I got a stat and I got a news nugget. Uh, Thursday night football flex is in play. Andy weeks tw- uh, five weeks are eligible according to. Warren Sharp, I think uh, the Patriots have one of those games that could uh, mm-hmm. be flexed out as well. You have to be notified 28 days in advance. Fans are already pissed because what if I booked the game? What if I have travel booked? Now I'm going to have to change my airfare. Now I'm going to have to change my hotel. And I passed by a 24 to 8 vote, so it just sort of snuck through. However, uh, teams are being lauded for voting against it. Some of those teams were the Jets, the Giants, the Bears. Uh, the Patriots did, in fact, vote for a Thursday night football flex. I don't like it. They should like that's the one thing everyone's already up in arms and has been for years about player safety. Thursday night football is bad for the game, bad for the product, and bad for the players. I just leave it alone. Flexing out the game's tough shit. Well, Let we're seeing we're seeing the pull and the power of streaming. This is for mm-hmm. Amazon Peacock getting a wild card game that I've already bitched about on this podcast. The power of money, the power of greed, the power of streaming and and giving these streaming partners their money's worth, supposedly. Um, The fan is a secondary thought, if at all. The player is a secondary thought, if at all. Uh, But get used to it. This is the way the NFL works. They are always looking for the next dollar. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should, but they are pursuing billions upon tens of billions of dollars and sooner you accept that, the better off you'll be. All righty. And last but not least, how do you like this one? A stat, uh, one of my favorite stats in recent memory from our pal Joe Giza uh, at WBZ, who always does a fabulous job. Uh, you ready for this one, Andy? Sure. Uh, here we go. All right. So uh, Taylor Swift, having just brought all the action, all the energy, and the excitement to Gillette Stadium more than we've seen there in years. Here we go. At Joe Giza yesterday on Monday tweets out Joe's advanced stats. The last four years, Taylor Swift had tour stops at Gillette Stadium. The Patriots had deep playoff runs. 2011, they lost Super Bowl 46. 2013, lost the AFC Championship. 2015, lost the AFC Championship. And 2018, 
They won Super Bowl 53. So I ask you, what is your postseason prediction for this particular season with Taylor Swift having just come through and rocked the very foundation of Gillette Stadium and Patriot Place? I think the Patriots would be fortunate to be in the postseason. Uh, I do not think they'll be winning a game because my stat of the episode is the same one, same drum I've been beating for years. Bill Belichick has never won a playoff game as the head coach of the New England Patriots when Andy Hart did not work for the organization. Wow. So dare I say to wrap things up, you are a person of intrigue uh, or importance for the organization as well. Never thought you would put that on your big, broad shoulders, but look at you. If they want to win a playoff game, they should bring me back at a massive raise. Wow. Jeez. But then I'm that then I'll be doing the podcast with Giardi. Uh and then uh I'll get your wish. So I guess we'll we'll see how that works out. So that's it. That's the key, huh? Pats just have to hire you back and then they'll get back to the postseason. Yep. Or maybe they'll surprise some people. Pff, think so. And we will ask them about it on our next edition. That was a jam-packed Pats Puri, if ever. We'll probably have another Pats Puri because there are a few other things that are bubbling to the surface as OTAs continue in Foxborough as well. Thank you guys for listening and being part of our growing Pats fan community at Fitzy GFY at six rings pod and at jumbo heart. Good job. Justin Turpin. He is earning all your ratings, reviews, subscriptions, shares. Make sure you say something nice about him. If you drop a comment on any of your favorite podcast platforms for Turp, for jumbo, for everyone at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports, your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here saying thanks for listening to Six Rings and Football Things. We'll be back in a couple days with somebody from Pro Football Focus to try to make sense of all of it. Until then, yeah, we'll see about that. I don't know. I don't know his name. He works for them. That's all I know. Maybe we'll actually be talking to the supercomputer. Well, that'd be cool. <laughs> AI, we can rip them. Uh, that's the crew. That's the show. Talk to you soon. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats.